All right, welcome back to the Plant-Based Fitness Secrets podcast. Today we're talking about my top three carbs for fat loss that you can use for your weight loss, fat loss journey. If you, for 2024, want to be in your best shape, then carbs should be 100% part of your diet. And there's three specific ones that are going to make the biggest difference for you. I found work for me, for thousands of clients, and trust me, they're going to surprise you, but they're going to be very helpful. And a lot of people are still afraid of carbs. A lot of people still avoid them at all costs because they're, they think they're the reason for weight gain or the reason for fat gain, which is not true. Our body runs on carbs. That's a fact. So in terms of exercise, in terms of energy, we draw energy and, and power output for our workouts from our carbs and our glycogen stores. So yes, we can survive without carbs, right? Our body creates ketones, ketones. That's where the keto diet comes from. So we don't need to consume them. But anyone that's tried a low-carb diet or a keto diet knows how it feels and knows that there's no energy, that's brain fog because our brain runs on glucose too and there's no strength in your workouts. And all of that obviously is very counterintuitive if you're trying to lose fat and, and get fit, um, with our diet. So not even going to question that. You got to have carbs in your, your diet and your nutrition. I have it in my diet. Our clients, also female clients are eating carbs every day. And today I want to share with you the three top carbs. And I'm not even going to mention keto or low carb because that's not even going to be part of this episode. And also I'm not going to mention vegetables because yes, vegetables are also considered a carbs, carb source. Um, and obviously the clear winner here because everyone knows that vegetables are super nutritious and healthy and should be consumed every day. So they're not even included in this top three list. So just a reminder, four servings of veggies per day is to be consumed for maximum health and micronutrient um, intake. Now the ones I want to share with you, that might surprise you. And again, I am a science guy, so they will be based on science, but also practical approach is important to me. So again, I've coached a lot of people over the past years. I've coached myself, obviously. And yeah, in this time, I've really seen these top three that always make the most difference and are also simple to incorporate into your daily nutrition. So how do I actually categorize if carbs are a good fat, a good source, a good carb source? Three things I look at. Firstly, they must be satiating, satisfying carb source. What is it useful if you have a carb source that doesn't satisfy you, that keeps you hungry? Not really that efficient, right? Secondly, it's nutrient dense. So the carb source actually packs a lot of tag along nutrients that you can benefit from. And the third thing I look at is it's calorie efficient. So per serving of the carb source, are you getting a solid amount of calories or is it a very empty carb source that has you eating very little amounts of food for a lot of calories. So without further ado, again, how do I come up with this list? Personal experience, carbs are one of my favorites. I couldn't live without them. And also science and research um, shows these ones are definitely the best. So number one, berries. Berries. So it could be a berry mix, could be frozen berries you buy in the store, could be um, blueberries, strawberries, um, blackberries, right? 
all of them are great. Now, there's also differences within berries, obviously, and blueberries, my personal favorites, are super dense nutrients, um, but all kinds of berries are great. Just to give you some facts here, 100 grams of frozen berries have around 50, 56 calories, and 100 grams of banana, comparison to that, have 100 calories. So the same amount of food, 100 grams, yields you half the amount of calories if you consume it from berries, which is pretty significant if you're trying to lose fat. So if you're looking at optimizing your intake per serving, that's where berries win across the board. It's a low sugar fruit, a low calorie fruit. So yes, all fruit is important and healthy for you, but there's certain fruit that's higher in sugar, higher in calories than others, such as, again, mango, super high in sugar, bananas, um, kiwis as well. The main way to find out if they're high in calories if is if they're super sweet, like that's a no-brainer. So if a fruit is really sweet, such as a mango, you can pretty much tell it's, it's higher in calories, right? Versus berries who are kind of sweet, but not really, um, they're less in calories. So again, these includes strawberries, mulberries, blueberries for sure. Blueberries are the star. Um, they have low calories per 100 grams. They have a sweet taste. Um, they are high in antioxidants. So that's obviously crucial for optimal health as well. Especially if you're trying to reduce your inflammation, you're trying to stay young, you're trying to improve your cell regeneration. And blueberries are also superfood. Probably have heard it before. Now, another benefit of berries are that they actually curb your cravings, right? So when you crave something sweet and you eat berries, my personal experience and also experience of clients, since they're a bit sour as well, sour and sweet, they have this interesting effect of curbing your appetite for something uh, really sweet. And that's another benefit. Now, blueberries are also effective at reducing cognitive decline, right? They even support cardiovascular health, Hey guys, if you have been enjoying this show so far and you've been getting a lot of value and you want to support me because I don't do any ads or sponsorships on here, then the way for you to pay it forward is by telling a friend about it. Just share this podcast with a friend and by word of mouth, we'll be able to help more people. If you have someone around you that maybe wants to learn about health, wants to learn about fitness, wants to improve their life and their journey, then telling them would definitely help them and will help the podcast too. Thank you so much. Let's get back to the episode. They even support cardiovascular health, protect the liver, and blueberries also have a potential nootropic effect. So when I talk about improving cognition, they have found that people who are undergoing cognitive decline um, show that there's improvement in cognitive function when eating blueberries. And there's also some evidence in, in rodents, which again, rodents are not humans, so take it with a grain of salt. Um, but again, that also shows us that blueberries might improve our cognitive uh, function there as well. Um, and they might also play a role in promoting growth of nervous tissue and reducing uh, neurological inflammation. So again, anti-inflammatory, like I talked about before, antioxidants. Um, blueberries are my go-to here, but in general, number one are berries. So how much should you be having per day and where to use it? How much should you be having I would say at least 200 grams of berries a day, preferably 300 to 400. That's how I, how much I have. 
Uh, again, it's a very low calorie investment. It should fit into any diet, into any calorie restriction you have. Where to use it? Pretty simple in smoothies, in oatmeal, in yogurt. Um, easy to use, simple, and should be part of every single day of eating. Now, number two is probably one you haven't really had on your radar. It's my personal um, favorite as well on this list. And it's maybe because of my cultural background, but potatoes are carb source number two that are ideal for your fat loss. So what are some of the facts here? 100 grams of potatoes have around 76 calories. And if you look at pasta, for example, 100 grams have 350 calories. So basically you can have half a kilo of, of potatoes, so one pound, for only 100 grams of, of pasta in terms of calories, right? They also pack some protein, um, but most importantly, they're so, so filling. So potatoes, either when boiled or baked, um, they're among the most filling foods per calorie. Uh, obviously, when they're fried, they're <laughs> not, not that filling. Uh, so I would avoid uh, French fries, obviously. Um, but if you look at the study, actually, they had a study where they tested the satiety, so the fullness after a meal of uh, 32 commonly eating foods such as um, yeah, boiled potatoes, and they were the most satiating per calorie. So they even beat other high-satiety foods like fish, steak, fruit, and oatmeal. So potatoes even come out on top there. Another reason why they're great is because they're very nutritionally complete. So even though a potato-only diet definitely lacks some nutrients, um, there was a small experiment in the early 20th century, um, and it reported that people can eat almost nothing but potatoes for 5.5 to 10 months with no apparent ill effects because potatoes are not just obviously high in carbs or medium high in carbs and have some protein. They're also rich in potassium, manganese, vitamin C, vitamin B6. And on a calorie for calorie basis, potatoes contain as much fiber as whole grains. So 3.6 grams per medium potato um, and again the protein is pretty solid as well very digestible very complete protein so amino acid profile is um, a solid one which in a plant-based um, diet sometimes is a struggle so including potatoes will improve your amino acid profile there as well um, and also potatoes contain a lot of non-essential phytochemicals um, as well now if you look at Potatoes, like white potato versus sweet potato. You might be wondering which one is better, which one should I be eating? Um, now, if you look at, again, same with fruit, so maybe interesting takeaway for you today. Sweet potatoes are sweeter. Now, they also have more calories, okay? They have more carbohydrates and more fat than regular boiled potatoes. Um, but there's a bit more sugar, right? There's 14 times the amount of sugar in sweet potatoes than regular uh, boiled potatoes. Um, now, at the same time, Sweet potatoes do have some beta carotene. That's where the color comes from, right? Um, so again, it's like an antioxidant that prevents our body um, body cells from damage. Now, that's really up to you. That's personal choice. It will be a bit more calorie dense having sweet potatoes. They're not obviously not bad. They're not good. I personally would say pound per pound, white potatoes are the king here if you're trying to lose fat. And again, make sure they're not fried. So how much should you be having per day and where to use them? How much, again, this is easily up to you. You can easily have 
one kilogram, two pound in the oven with uh, just potato wedges, um, which makes two meals minimum per day. So half a kilo per meal should be very satisfying. Um, you could also make one tray with two pounds of um, potato wedges and have it for two days uh, consecutively or even three days. They're very versatile and it's very beneficial to have them every day. That's for sure. Um, and for everyone that's kind of questioning this, just give it a try, give it a test and compare how full you feel after, let's say 500 calories of potatoes versus 500 calories of pasta. It's a world of difference. Um, and where to use it again, you can do potato wedges with some rosemary and uh, olive oil and salt. Um, you can combine it with uh, protein sources, right? You can use them as snacks. Obviously wedges are the main way to do it. Boiled potatoes could work as well, um, with some either plant-based yogurt, or if you're vegetarian with, uh, some milk yogurt can also be served there. So potatoes are 100% a star that I just don't see that often. Like it's really unfortunate. Me and my German heritage is kind of, uh, yeah, at stake here, right? <laughs> I wish I would see more potatoes, but at the same time, I understand culturally, not for many people, it's very present, but if you're trying to lose fat, potatoes are going to be one of your best, best friends. Now, number three, is the one that's gonna surprise you, and it is whole wheat bread. It's bread. Okay, the demonized, number one demonized food, maybe number two demonized food, do not eat bread, you gotta eat gluten-free, uh, don't order the bread, I take the, uh, the burger without the bread. All these, yeah, <laughs> all these news and, and people freaking out about gluten. Um, while bread is actually a great carb source, okay? So just a quick note on gluten. When wheat was introduced to human diet about 9,500 years ago um, in the Mediterranean region as part of the Neolithic Revolution, when basically humans began to transition from hunting and gathering food to, to settling, having agriculture, right? So today... The wheat production is estimated at around 723 million tons. And the average US citizen, just so you know, consumes roughly 132 pounds of wheat per year. So gluten is the main protein complex is found in, in wheat and uh, such as grain and rye and barley and makes up around 80% of the total protein content. Um, and gluten is unique, right? And some people are allergic, so yes, it can trigger um, allergic reactions, uh, it can trigger some, some consequences there, but there's really not a lot of research there besides people that have celiac disease. So if you have celiac disease um, or gluten sensitivity, obviously do not consume it, but a lot of it comes, comes down to marketing, right? When people realized people, hey, we can create gluten-free products, that's a huge market, right? And that's where this hype was created. Um, and again, there's no research outside of the current study, um, like environment we have that has investigated mechanisms behind the potential uh, obesogenic effects of gluten consumption. Um, however, there was a meta-analysis of 45 prospective cohort studies and uh, 21 randomized controlled trials. And they found that whole grain consumers 
where the lower risk of type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and weight gain. And whole grain interventions led to favorable effects on glycemic control and blood lipids. So this is, by the way, also supported by the American Society for Nutrition in their statement. Um, so again, they compare whole grains to refined grains. Um, both of them obviously have gluten. But long story short, this whole gluten conversation is really one that should be ignored if you don't have celiac disease. Like you're probably fine eating gluten and you may be missing out on, on the benefits because here's what's going to surprise you. If you look at whole wheat bread and you compare it to pasta and rice, you'll be surprised. I was surprised myself actually because I was always a huge fan of pasta and rice, but whole wheat bread has more fiber than pasta and rice, even more fiber than potatoes. Whole wheat bread has more protein per calorie than all these sources. <laughs> and I hate to say it also has more nutrients, especially magnesium, calcium, iron, even better than potatoes. So while bread gets a really bad rep nowadays, it might be one of the things you should be including in your diet. Again, this episode was about three carbs for fat loss. So bread really basically clears two birds with one stone by having a very nutrient-dense carb source that is also very enjoyable. Like who doesn't like to eat bread in their diet? So if you can eat something we enjoy plus have it be very nutrient-dense, that's a no-brainer. So how much should you be having per day and where to use it? How much is really up to you? Um, I have maybe two to four slices of whole grain uh, bread per day. Um, and I use it on sandwiches with tofu scramble or eggs if you are a vegetarian. Um, and it can be something that can actually make a difference in your diet. If you're currently eating rice and pasta, if you switch that to potatoes and bread, for example, that's the whole message behind the episode, by the way, just to wrap this up as well, is if you change your current carb consumption and the carb sources to the ones I just shared with you, the bread, the potatoes, the berries, and you switch that from your bananas, from your rice, um, from your pasta, and you switch that out, trust me, you're going to be double as satisfied at least, probably more like five times as satisfied. You're going to get more protein and you're going to get more micronutrients. So basically, you want to look at it like this. Some people are more successful with their diet and their fat loss because they're eating the right foods. Everyone has the same access to the same foods, but some people just make smarter choices which are going to make their life easier and are going to deliver better results. So I'm eating those every single day, every single week, and our clients are too and are crushing it. So if you are currently a bit confused on what carbs should I be eating, how should I navigate my nutrition, and you want to have me and my team help you, give you the expert help you need to crush it in 2024, then click the link in the description of this episode or go to fritzhorstman.com, just my, my name. We can book a free consultation to talk about where you currently stand, where you want to go, um, if you're plant-based, if you're flexitarian, and how you want to crush it in 2024. Um, so thanks so much for listening. Hopefully you'll be able to take these carb sources with you and apply them to your daily nutrition and be successful with them. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk soon. Peace out.